0: I'm Isaiah Brody, and you're listening to the Worst Good Children X-Wing Podcast. This week, Elijah and I answer some questions from the community in our community questions segment. Community questions is a segment on the show where Elijah Yun and I answer questions from our listeners. Like always, genuine questions have priority. If you want to ask us a question, feel free to email us at worstgoshodden at gmail.com or comment on our community question Facebook group posts. Uh, Eli, would you like to read the first thing that we're going to talk about?
1: Yeah, yeah. Oh, <laughs> hi, Tom. Hi, Tom. Our main man, uh, Tom Harper, he, he's the he's the guy we say hi to at the end of every episode. He typed, impacts of the Ty D defender, uh, impacts of the tie D Vader on extended. How do we see him performing at different levels of competition? Will he smash you through to a cut and then get the boot uh, by players that know how to approach him? Will he make no splash at all or will uh, be absolutely dominant? Darth Darth Vader (laughs) in the TIE Defender uh, has a different ability from, uh, has a different ability than his uh, TIE X1 uh, card. It, It reads, You cannot spend force charges except while attacking. When you perform an attack, you may spend one force charge to change one blank result to a hit result. Right. Uh, and you've got full throttle. And he comes, and Vader is... And the defender is 115 base, no upgrades. So, that... it's a, So, yeah, it is a lot. But, um... I don't know. What are, what are our thoughts on uh, Vader? So, um, actually... <laughs> here, here I go uh, acting out like I'm um, I'm a great X-wing player. And I'm sorry. Well, anyway, um, I actually played uh, Defenders for like half of my uh 1.0 uh, half of my 1.0 X-wing career, and it's my favorite uh, ship. It, it's my favorite ship in X-wing. Uh, unfortunately, I stopped playing Defenders because um I I, I got more interested in Aces. Uh, however, I do remember uh a a lot about uh the tie defenders um so and I, I actually i want to you know talk about um you know uh the defenders uh maneuver maneuverability mm, so okay. uh, i noticed that people typically uh say that Vader is you know very predictive uh, or very predictable um in predictive what what am I talking about? Uh Vader is very predictable in a TIE defender therefore he's easier to block and easier to kill um so yes i agree that defenders are predictable i that the main moves uh are are the three to five straights uh the the three banks three turns and 4k that like 90 percent of your dial maneuvers are going to be one of one of those people forget that you don't have to do those maneuvers And you can just do a one bank, and you know, take take a focus or evade or reposition out of arc. Uh, Also, Vader has the ability. uh, uh, Also, Vader can just uh, evade then boost, and he'll still have offensive mods because of his force. And it's really and the ability to convert blanks is really strong. Um, Mm -hmm. So Vader can reposition at I six. He doesn't necessarily have to. Uh, go fast all the time. Like uh, Isaiah, like you played Rick Ali. Uh do you do you go yeah. fast with him all the time?
0: Well actually I think Rick Ali is a bit of a different situation, if I'm being honest. Um because oh, but... well sure I'm, I'm 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 gonna I'm I'm just acknowledging it and then I, I'll actually come yeah. um yeah uh, it is different. It's it's a bit different because uh Rick gains so much like so much beneficial stuff from it. And so, but I'm still going to make the comparison because I think it's still a valid a valid uh, thing to, to look at to try and analyze. Um, in terms of going fast, I think it's sometimes a, at least what I did with Rick was sometimes it's a bit of an unexpected move to go slow. Um, obviously it's not a good thing to go slow if it's not helpful to your situation, but sometimes I'll find myself being influenced because I know that going fast is, helps Rick's ability be better. Uh, sometimes I'll automatically rule out some of the slower moves just because I think, oh, because, you know, he has to go fast all the time. He doesn't actually have to. He just gains some benefits from it. Um, so... Does, is this the same, I think the question that we're asking ourselves here by when we compare this to Rick is, is, is this the same situation where do you have to go fast all the time to get that evade? Is that super important? Or Um, is it more of a situation where you need to, you know, going fast is super helpful and you should do it uh, a lot of the time, but it shouldn't, it shouldn't interfere with your decision making process and obviously that's impossible but it shouldn't interfere with your decision making process if you are if you need to go slow i guess is what i'm trying to say if it if it impacts how you see your dial if that and makes here's any the sense thing.
1: I, there are so many times when i out positioned uh, players with uh, the triple defender list and the thing is um, I, I'm like my highest I- initiative, uh, my, uh, my highest initiative ship was, uh, oh, wait, wait uh, was, uh, seven. Mm-hmm. Uh, at 1.0, uh, the max you could get is 11. Um, um, and I mean, a- and I, I was able to out position and keep in mind i didn't even have access to the boost so if i can help position any uh any list with uh with with you know a lower initiative than i6 mm-hmm. and um i'm sorry and um without the boost then honestly um uh, as long as you play vader optimally like just um no he's he's not predictable at all he, and even if he is predictable, sometimes it doesn't matter, like yeah, you can see that four like yeah, you can see that four k from a mile away, but what are you gonna do about it <laughs> like mm. you you can't do anything yeah I'm, I'm still gonna do it,
0: <laughs> yeah, I'd be curious to see what the response is if like blocking becomes much more of a powerful thing in the meta because of Vader becoming much more of a powerful thing in the meta. Um, I'm also curious to see the impact of because Vader Defender. I think we touched on this a little bit last week. Because Vader Defender has received so much uh, excitement, I'd be curious to yeah. see how much that impacts. Like, if we didn't, if the if the oh. if the pilot was named like I don't know some random name that we didn't know before, I'd be curious to see if people would still fly it as much.
1: Um, I I don't know if people would will will fly him competitively that much. I, I have a feeling that oh, really? uh, like I have a feeling that the majority of the uh the majority of people will, you know, fly him a couple of times just to try him and then just move on with something they're more comfortable with. Um um however, I do believe that there's like this one diehard competitive defender fan that and like he, he was, and like right now, he feels like God has given him a gift. The, the, the best ship in those in the list is is now accessible to him, and he knows how to properly uh, abuse Vader.
0: Yeah, um, Eli, I'm just curious, do you know who that person is?
1: Uh, no, no, I do not.
0: Yeah, uh, here's what I, here's what I will say on that topic. If you or you know a friend, uh. Listeners, if you, if you are or you know a friend who are diehard Defender fans and you think they can properly abuse Vader Defender in a way that no other person can, please reach out to us. Our email is worstcoastchildren at gmail.com. Next question is, or next suggestion that we should talk about is something about the Suez. Uh, if you're not sure what the <laughs> okay. Suez is, uh, Eli, do you want to take this one?
1: Uh, very recently... A really big freight uh, ship, or a cargo ship, I don't, a, a really big cargo ship uh, somehow got stuck in the Suez Canal um, and, and it caused a blockade. So, yeah, that's what's happening and it, it's kind of unfortunate.
0: <laughs> and with that, Elijah and I are gonna head over to break. Stick around, we're gonna answer some more questions afterwards.
1: Uh, first I'm just going to, uh, uh, to, uh, list all of our Patreons. Uh, D. Yoon, Enrique uh, Benitez, Andy Myers, Alex uh, Pavlov, Drew Brody, Isaac A. Swan. Uh, uh, thank you all, and if I... Butchered your name, uh, so one of our viewers, uh, Jeff Jeff Sanders, donated some swag for for uh, Patreon. Uh, if you haven't uh, submit sent us your address uh, when you signed up for our Patreon, Patreon, direct message us on Patreon, not not through Facebook, not through any other social media platform, specifically Patreon, if you would like to receive the cards. Um, so, anyway, um, I think it's time to uh, finish off the, the questions.
0: Welcome back to the show. When we last left off, Elijah Yun and I were answering some questions from our audience in our community questions segment. We're going to finish up that segment and then close out the show for this week next question says what is the best rebel squad to take to take advantage of hopeful EPT?" for those of you that do not know the hopeful EPT is a new elite pilot talent card for only the rebel alliance it costs one point and it's and it reads after another friendly ship at range zero to three is destroyed if a ship has is limited or has the hopeful upgrade you may perform a focus or boost action um I would say the best way to take advantage of the Hopeful upgrade in the Rebel Alliance would be to deploy um, eight Talos Squadron pilots, all with Hopeful. Therefore, because they are relatively low initiative, and they have only two shields and two health, and they only have uh, two uh, evade dice, I think inevitably one of them is going to die quick, pretty... I think you can count on that happening pretty quickly. Um, and so for them... for have them, <laughs> It would be kind of awesome to see... Um, one of the ships dying and then everybody else just getting focuses or boosts.
1: I actually came to the same conclusion have, oh. um, have just banned, uh, Talos squadron pilots. However, um, I, I'm trying to find the optimal, uh, missile
0: upgrades. Well, there's not enough points. Um, so,
1: yeah. I, I know
0: it, it's, oh. it, it's, yeah,
1: it's, maybe, it's making me sad. Maybe, maybe it's the correct, my heart.
0: Um, yeah. Maybe the correct decision is to take hopeful off of two of them and put one tracers on the other. So therefore, not only are you getting focusing when someone dies, but that also gets you like that should be like oh we should kill this guy because if we don't, then everybody's going to get locks on it. Um, but if you do kill him, then everybody's going to get focus and boosts. Creates quite it, it. God, I can't talk. It creates quite the mental conundrum for your opponent. I bet. All right, Eli. Uh right, you ready to move on? Uh, or are you or are you still hung up on this?
1: No, I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> I have to figure this out. Uh it's uh... So the idea is to lock as your action and when uh Oh I, I oh wait, hang on. I think I figured it out. I, I think I figured it out. Um Yeah. Okay, uh I'll phone this guy. Uh, Alright. So I don't know if this is good. It's probably not. Uh because close to the missiles is the only range of one to two. <laughs> oh, but no. Have oh, seven no. Talus squadron pilots oh, no. all with hopeful and uh six of them have cluster missiles. Oh no. Now now granted it's only range one to two.
0: This is <laughs> this is good. And that's not a good thing.
1: I don't know. I I hope it is. Um,
0: <sighs> that does fit. Does no, mean, no, wait, you you've got twenty six points completed? left.
1: Wait,
0: what? You get 26 points no, 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 so seven. you can do one without Hopeful, and so here's the list. It's... Here, I just sent it to you via Discord. Uh, it's six Talosquartion uh, pilots with Hopeful and Cluster Missiles, and then one Talosquartion pilot with Thread Tracers.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's what I got. Oh, that's...
0: okay. I thought... No,
1: I, I, I disagree. You need Hopeful on on... Uh...
0: Well, you don't have and enough that, points well, to, get, to get Hopeful and the Tracers on that last one.
1: Oh, no, no, you drop Tracers and have Hopeful.
0: See, that's where I disagree.
1: Because... The idea is that all of the ships lock. Then if one dies, all of those ships can focus. <laughs> that, that's the idea.
0: Sure, but of then also the one, one that doesn't have, have, have Hopeful, like, it's gonna... It's going to make sure that they all get locks anyway, so they can all, oh, they, you know, they, focus oh, wait,
1: right, IT. and no, then when right, one of right. them dies, it they is, all boost. You're right. You're right. It It, it is. It, they, they are. It, it is threat traces. You're right. Um. You're right. I mean, I'm insane. You're correct. I, I agree. Well,
0: yeah, I don't think it's as two-sided as you just described it. I think you can make the argument for no Thread Tracers, and I kind of see no, it. No, no, no. Um, um, I, I think Thread Tracers are better, yeah, guys. Like, here's
1: the thing. These guys are very low initiative, which means that against Aces, it's probably harder to uh, mm-hmm. to get the lock. So mm-hmm. threat Tracers uh, allow... Uh, but you're so reliant on having...
0: Well, this team. is also like an Ace's nightmare. Because uh, when you right, think about Well, Eli, this is also kind of an Ace's nightmare. Cause when you think about it, like let's say, um well, we've been talking a lot about Vader Defender this um this week. So let's say that Vader Defender like aces all of it out and he like arc dodges everyone and is flanking the the whole swarm and just like mm-hmm. absolutely obliterates one of them. Yes. And then like Everybody uses Hopeful to boost, and now everybody has Vader and Arc.
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I think that's uh, the real
0: benefit of Hopeful. And so if everybody Uh, takes, like, focuses, and then everybody uses Hopeful to boost, and then the Thread Tracers, like, hit...
1: Yeah, yeah. Um... Because if
0: everybody's taking Focus, then that includes the one that's doing Tracers, and you don't need a target lock to do Tracers. So basically, everybody takes a Focus, Vader Arc dodges, kills (laughs) one of the Cluster Missiles... Great, he lost 29 points. Now I'm going to murder Vader.
1: Okay. All of that's... This sounds really... Okay, all of really... That good. Uh, How... Mm-hmm. Okay, I, I think uh, I'm getting really close to uh, figuring this out. So I found a Okay. So I found a way, okay. mm-hmm. so I, I found a way uh, to include a two threat... To uh, have all the ships have hopeful, so I actually have two thread tracers, uh, uh thread tra- uh, uh thread tracers, um, on the on the talus on two talus, um. Uh, the reason being, uh, two th- uh thread tracers are better than one. Like if one mm-hmm. misses, then uh the other one okay. is more likely to hit. So that that's my reasoning, um can uh, but uh, the, the only thing that's bugging me is the fact that uh, the cluster missiles are only range one to two mm-hmm. um i I think this is the basic idea and I'm actually kind of ter- I'm actually kind of terrified of this yeah um seven uh seven hopeful talus uh, with two threat tracers, maybe three or four better munitions. Maybe. Mm-hmm. Like this, this actually seems, this is actually really terrifying, I think. Like, it, it, this is really bad.
0: It sounds, um, it sounds really kind of scary. Uh, especially oh, to like wait, go up against it. So maybe we'll try it out.
1: Can, wait, hang on. You can also, um, uh, yeah, yeah. I, I'm just looking at discipline, uh, now. Um, uh, yeah, but anyway, yeah, yeah.
0: I'm really glad about hopeful <laughs> Yeah. Um, all right. Yeah. The next thing that we're supposed to talk about is, does the Lat-L-E belong in X-Wing? What would it do? For those that you do not know, Lat-E patrol gunship was the civilian model of the Lat-I gunship. Um, and it was sleeker, smaller, and less heavily armed, designed for, uh, crowd control. um, and it, it,
1: it's um it, it's that weird looking ship from rebels uh yeah
0: that's right uh
1: with that like, like that weird
0: we'll post thing. an we'll post an image link of it in the description of this episode if you're still curious and don't know what it looks yeah. like um and then the question is does yeah. that that version of the lap belong in x-wing what would it do i would say hmm we already have the lat gunship in x-wing so I mean, it's kind of like one of these situations where you've already crossed the threshold of does this belong in X-Wing? And I think those support ships like U-Wings and Lats, that threshold has already been crossed. And so I think eventually we would be able to see this as a ship in X-Wing when we get a little Uh content Yeah, I think so.
1: Yeah. I think
0: so, but uh, it's like meh.
1: It actually bugs me because the Empire has so many uh, support ships uh, already. It, it already has two. That's the thing. Right. Uh, two uh, the Reaper and the Lambda
0: Shuttle. And with that, everybody, that's going to be this week's episode of the Worst Ghost Xing Podcast. The Worst Ghost Shoden Xing Podcast yeah. is made by me and Elijah Yoon. We were executive produced this week by Isaac A. Swan and D. Yoon. Oh, and be ready for some cool episodes coming up. We've got some awesome projects that we're reporting on. I'm Isaiah Brody. I'm Elijah Yoon. Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll see you next. (laughs) Thanks for listening, everyone. We'll see you next week. Three, two, one. Hi, Tom. Hi, Tom. Isaiah here from the Worst Coast Children. This week's episode is sponsored by District Foundry. Go to etsycom shop foundry. or you can just look District Foundry up on etsy.com for all of your X-wing 3D-printed needs. Thanks for listening. Have a great week.